0: what's up everybody welcome to the magic life with DJ Augustine my brand new podcast
1: we're so excited for you to listen but DJ I want to ask what is it about podcasting that made you want to get involved
0: um it's something that I started to listen to a lot recently um you know normally on my way to practice I listen to music or things like that but just I'm just in a different space now and I just listen to all types of podcasts on the way to the gym and uh, you know if it's real estate podcasts business uh, comedies you know whatever it is that's what I I chose I to, to watch and listen to now.
1: So, what's the goal with this podcast in particular? Um,
0: my goal is just to you know give the fans and the people a different side of us. You know, they see us on TV, see us playing basketball, and it's so much more to us than than just that. You know, um, you know, we're into music, we're into business, we're into a lot of things, and I just want to give people that perspective.
1: Well, we can't wait for you to listen, and our very first guest is none other than Mo Bamba.
2: Augustine for three, he drills it, <laughs> DJ Augustine.
1: All right, we're welcoming in our first guest, Mo Bamba. Thank you so much for joining the show.
0: Thanks for having me, appreciate it.
1: Of course, DJ handpicked you.
0: Handpicked. All oh, right, I appreciate <laughs> that, man. bro, I appreciate My it. Man.
1: Was there a reason why you wanted to put Mo on the show first? Yeah,
0: he's real interesting. You know, Mo, uh, you know, he has his song out with his name in it. Um, so he has a lot of followers on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot, a lot going on. So I thought he'd be a great first guest for us. I like Yeah, it. for sure. are
1: and, and you, that's
0: my guy. You, I my guy agree. too. You we're guy. definitely
1: gonna get to the song as well because right. I think that's a very sure. interesting little tidbit about your life.
0: Okay. So, Mo, you're officially still a rookie until tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm really holding on. To yeah, that. I'm, I'm, that's how it works. Right. What was the hardest part being a rookie? Like. What was the hardest thing for you to have to do? Did guys make you do anything? Yeah. Nah, so i actually give y'all some credit for that because y'all,
2: they looked out. They, <laughs> they didn't, there was no rookie hazing. There was no, like, walking in your car or walking in the garage and there's popcorn all over your car. None of that. Not really, and I respect y'all for that because I hear some of, like, other dudes from other teams, they're like, yeah, I got to spend however much money to get my car cleaned out. So I appreciate that. But the hardest thing for me was... Um, was just the uh, the travel, but the what it was the the routine stuff for me. Um, in college, it's just like you just get up, you know, you got class, and you just know like everything is already set. But in the league, you get so much more free time. It's just like all right, like you got to make your days as productive as possible outside of leaving, you know, the Amway. Um, but that 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 was the hardest part for me as far as the an rookie, and and the injury of course, um, just being injured and being you know out and feeling like, you know, you're not really part of the team because you're not on the floor, but, you know, try to stay engaged as much as possible.
0: So what did you do to keep your head in the game, even though you were <laughs> – come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, man. What did you do to keep your head in the game, even though you were injured, you couldn't play, you couldn't practice, like, what yeah. did you do to make sure you were still locked in? Yeah. Um. And not just – you know, you know, yeah, yeah. For for I think
2: early the early stages of my injury I was kinda just like, all right, like all right, whatever. This is the the cars that I've been dealt and I just gotta deal with it, but let me just, you know, let me fade in the background. But, you know, when you get injured, that's when you kinda wanna you wanna, you know, get with your teammates the most so you can really see stuff like, you know what goes on, you know, what goes on to, to, to what goes on in preparation for what really goes on out there. Um, but uh I think one thing that I did was uh, meet up with Coach Cliff. A lot. Uh, we just went over like you know other bigs and what they do, and pretty much just like what we what we gonna do as far as like scheming for
0: for the games. Gotcha.
1: Was yeah. there anything that you noticed for him as a rookie that was completely different from your own rookie experience?
0: Uh yeah, for sure. Like he said with the rookie Hazen, um, when I came in the league, it was totally different. Like even the coaches was involved in Hazen. That's messed up, stuff. You know, like I remember uh, I played for Larry Brown. Um, he was hazy. <laughs> and, and he would make me. Um, he would make me whenever we landed in a city. I would have to help the TSA people like get the bags off the plane and load them on the bus, like rain, sleet, or snow. <laughs> that was just him. And then I had stuff I had to do with my teammates. You know, like who, who get donuts. Uh, I had Gerald Wallace, uh, Jason Richardson, Sean May, Raymond Felton. Those my those are my bets. Yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> I had to get their bags when we when we got to the hotel, bring it to their rooms, uh, whatever they needed. Like, but they on the on the flip side of that, they would give me some per diem. You know, they would compensate me in some kind of way for I mean, give me for, no per for doing that because you didn't do nothing. That's what that's what we just said. <laughs> Why would I give you per diem? You know, so it, the league. I mean, I look at it now that I'm older. I look at okay, we're getting soft now because they get away with anything. <laughs> you know, so. When I came in, it was totally different. Everybody was involved. It was, you know, slicing tires, popcorn and cars, <laughs> everything. Slicing it's, tires? It's just evil. You know what it reminds me
2: of? It reminds me of when you have an older sibling and your parents start to, like, not care as much. And the youngest sibling <laughs> is just, like, doing kind of his thing. But it's, it's all good. Yeah. All, good. all right,
1: but now that you won't be a rookie anymore, yeah. are you down to, like, bring that back? Like, and actually, like, haze?
2: Nah, the rookies. We we don't we don't. I don't think this year we have um, a rookie on roster at least. Um, But give me a couple years, and uh, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be straight up. Ooh, they gonna hate me. They gonna
0: hate me. Y'all should take advantage of
2: that. Nah, you know
0: (laughs) it. It's different. Yeah, it's different, man. It's different. different. The only thing I made you do was cut the showers on, get towels. You still yeah. had a problem with that. What you mean I had a problem with that? You wouldn't do it. You would have an attitude. Bro, there was two other rookies too. But I locked in on you. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all gotta get this man. <laughs> y'all gotta get this man. Wait till you get back in the locker room. grow up, bro, <laughs> bro grow up. You're, you're, oh, man. you're not a rookie tomorrow. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think
1: it was about Mo that you locked in on him?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean. <know. laughs> like, I think, I think this, oh, it goes back to that Texas relationship, you know, and uh, I wanted to make sure, you know, because sometimes when you when you ask rookies to do stuff and they and they kind of defiant, i seen it get bad for rookies. So I tried to make sure I was the one asking them to do things because I knew I would take it easy on them. <laughs> you got to stop, man. So
1: essentially he's saying you got lucky.
0: Yeah, I got lucky. I got lucky, man. You gotta oh, stop. You gotta
2: stop. But yeah, my my whole thing was like I didn't I didn't really understand why rookies would be defined because it's just like everybody like before you had to do it so it's just like all right now it's your time and you know it only lasts for a year and the thing is the more defined you are the more they're gonna make you do yeah. stuff so just they ask you to go pick up some cards go pick up some dominoes go do this or that I'm just like just do it. Man.
1: But let's kind of talk about your life okay. a little bit. So, being from Harlem. Mm-hmm. New York is kind of known as this mecca of basketball. Right. I feel like it kind of strayed from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But just being from that area, what's that, that, what's that like?
2: What you mean it strayed? I don't What you mean?
1: I feel like there were a couple of years where they weren't producing no, yeah, that is, the that same is, amount yeah. of basketball players that they're That is anymore. definitely
2: true. I think uh, when I was in high school, they kept, people kept saying, like, you know, all the good players are going to, like, these boarding schools, these prep schools. And uh, for a while, we didn't have anybody, you know, go to the league from from New York that was originally from New York so you know being one of the a couple guys in my draft from New York uh, came out and you know we're in the league now but being you know the first one off the board was was special.
1: What was it like growing up in that area? Harlem has typically had a not the greatest reputation I know it's kind of changed a little bit it's a lot more culturally diverse but what was it like as a kid growing up there?
2: Yeah it was to me it was fun um but you definitely forced to grow up fast um you know you just you're just around and you see things and you just know things at a very young age that you really shouldn't you know, necessarily even be around. But, you know, it adds it adds an edge to you when you do grow up um, and you're able to like, well, all right, I've seen a situation similar to this when I was younger. So, you know, how to adapt to things.
1: Nice. So what, at what age do you remember that you had a, like a growth spurt?
2: A growth spurt? See, that's the thing. I was also forced to grow up early because of that, too. I was always tall. So people thought when I was 10, people always thought that I was 13 or 14. Even when I was, like, seven, people thought that I was, like, 11. So um, I was always able to, like, you know, do things that, you know, some of the older kids were able to do. But I never really had a girl sport. I was always tall, unlike
0: DJ. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming.
1: (laughs) Was that ever, like, odd for you? I know some people, like... As a female, like, if I was taller than, like, other girls or, like, guys, because ga- girls typically grow a little <laughs> bit faster than mm-hmm. when they're younger, I, like, would hunch yeah. over and I was like, I don't want to be the tall one. Yeah. Did you ever experience anything no, like that? No, not really
2: because, like I, like I said, I was nine, but I was hanging out with the 11- and
0: 12-year-olds, so we were all, like, kind of the same height.
1: Did you ever experience anything Never. <laughs> i actually
0: you? been this height since I was 12, so. Really? Yeah, I, Damn, I, I dominated, I dominated the, <laughs> the bitty league, so, yeah, I thought I was going to be uh, – Kind of like the LeBron of bitty basketball, and then it just <laughs> shut down for me. Wow, man. Yeah. I started drinking coffee early, too, at an early age. That stunts your growth.
1: What type you didn't know that? No. It does. It stunts your growth.
0: Coffee. Coffee. What age yeah.
1: did you start drinking coffee? I
0: probably was, like, 14. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he was working a nine-to-five when he was 14. <laughs> just for fun. I thought it was oh, cool man. to do it, yeah. So.
1: Are your parents coffee drinkers?
0: No, they're not. I don't know why I did it. It's strange, but Just it definitely has something to, to do with Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. Yeah, like, can I get my cup of joe? Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's what you get. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's not in my group. Yeah. So
1: don't drink coffee, don't kids drink at a young age. <laughs> is what we're learning. Yeah. So there's something you both have in common.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Can we guess? Besides playing for the Magic and being NBA players? UT. UT. Yeah. So yeah. let's talk about life at UT. Mm-hmm. DJ, I want to start with you because you obviously... Or his predecessor, you went before him. Right. Why did you decide to go to Texas?
0: Um, that's a good question because a lot of, a lot of people thought I was gonna go to LSU because I'm from New Orleans. Makes sense. Um, uh, just when I went on my visit there, it was just it was just so beautiful in Austin. I don't think a lot of people know about Austin how beautiful it is. Um, and then the facilities, some of the facilities are, are better than some of the NBA facilities, you know. And um, it just was this amazing place, and I just felt like with the class we had coming in, you had Kevin Durant. Um, you know, Damian James, Dexter Pittman, I felt like we'd be a really good team, and uh, it was the best decision I made in my life.
1: What about for you?
0: Actually, it's really similar to him. Um, everybody thought that I was either going to go to,
2: I think either Duke or Kentucky, um, but I was just like, you know, I kind of want something different. And I went and visited Texas, and it was, it was beautiful. You know, you had all the nice facilities and everything, but then you – You peel back away from just the university and you look at the city of austin and the secret's out now everybody's moving to austin Mm -hmm. and trying to you know get something going there but uh just look at the city of austin how much it's grown and you know how how vibrant it is just want to be a part of it and to me it being different and it you know being as crazy as it was it, it spoke to me
1: what's it like T- I've, I've never been able to visit that campus so what's it like what's it like being a student there being on the basketball team
0: well I mean you get a lot of notoriety you know um, you know you're playing on TV a lot you know when I was there we was on TV all the time uh, every Monday is like we was on TV so when we get back to school on, on Tuesday all of the class you know the students they knew they knew us they would ask for autographs it was kind of crazy you know um, But. Uh, it was fun at the same time. I think that's the best experience, you know. Um, college basketball, you know, the fans are there every night, going crazy for you. It's different in the NBA. You know, you may go to some cities, it might be a few fans there, depending on who you're playing. So, just every night was crazy. Uh, every game was a big game, and uh, it's, it's like a brotherhood. Yeah. Like a brotherhood for sure.
2: Yeah. I think the biggest thing I took away from Texas is that everybody hates Texas. Like, yeah. We got like <laughs> eight schools that think yeah. that will be their biggest rivalry. Yeah. Um, but you know, we just us. Everybody. You know, like, Texas is, you know, we're the State University, so everybody wants to come at us. And that was the
0: biggest thing. Like, it was like a family feel. That's that's another reason why I went there. Just, like, even Mo's younger than me, like, I feel like he's family. Yeah. Like, not just because we played for the Magic, but either guys on other teams, I feel like they're brothers. You know, even if they came in after me or before me, we all kind of just got that family feel and just stick together.
1: Oh, that's dope. Yeah. Do you guys have, like, any inside jokes because you guys are the two – Longhorn alum in the locker room.
2: Nah, it's because we had different coaches. Yeah. Um, if I had Rick Barnes, I'm sure he would have probably yeah. had a lot of a lot of junks. But yeah. I, was, I was lucky to have Shaka's
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's normally me telling all the stories about yeah. Rick. Rick was a great coach, great guy. You know, uh, he's a little bit different than Shaka is. Well, uh, I rather. <laughs> <laughs> I love Rick. <laughs> Rick was a great guy, great coach, and um, you know, like I said, he's just different. You know, he had different approaches, um, and I think Shaka is great for the for the younger the younger guys that's there now and coming up. You know, um, just a different type of of coach, and um, you know, he's doing great right now.
1: Were there any like spots at the university that everyone would kind of congregate to? Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I think everybody knows about Sixth Street. Um, that's like the, uh, it the, it's like the happening inspired. you know, you know, they block off the street, um, on certain nights and just people just everywhere walking the streets. Kind of like if you ever been to New Orleans, like Bourbon Street almost. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like a trashy Times Square,
2: <laughs> but it's like all like bars and different, yeah. stuff. No, I didn't go there cause I wasn't old enough to go, you know, um, but I'm sure it was different yeah, right. in the seventies <laughs> sure when DJs. <laughs>
1: I have to imagine as a basketball player, because I know having either visited Florida or Florida State, like, you would see guys who are way underage as freshmen out at the bars, and they were, like, velvet ropes, like, here, come yeah. on in. <laughs> so you can't sit here and tell me that you didn't experience that.
2: Well, next question. <laughs> <laughs> no, there, there, there's definitely an element of that, but at the same time, like, there's been a few times where, like, you know, like, listen, everyone in the bar knows who you are. we like, yeah. can't have you in here, you now. I respect, just go back to campus, go to the gym, and then call it a night. Yeah.
1: How does going somewhere like Texas, like you said, on national TV, people know who you are. How do you think that almost gets you ready for that next step like the NBA where it's on such a bigger scale?
0: Yeah, I think it definitely helps, you know, um, because, you know, in high school, not many high school games are televised. Um, and just to get that first taste of playing on national television, and you got family and friends texting you, and you seeing stuff about yourself on TV, it's it's a different feeling. And, uh, it could it could be either way. It can make you give you a big head and make you feel like well, I'm I'm the man, you know, or it can humble you and be like, wow, I'm really on this level, and get you ready for for another situation. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. My bad. This one of those inside jokes. This. Yeah, this <laughs> anyway,
2: um, but yeah, like, like I don't think uh, he mentioned it, but every game is televised actually for so Texas because um, we have a long network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, literally every single game is televised. So yeah, you got family and friends hitting you up and back home saying, you know, yeah, we saw you on TV. We're excited, and you know, it gives you early exposure to, to you know, being on TV. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think was the most surprising? You obviously both came in at very, 10 years apart from each other right. coming into a league. So what do you think was the biggest shock to the NBA lifestyle?
0: Um, For me, it was the traveling. Um, I knew, you know, in college you play, what, 30 games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you, I mean, you might travel once a week, but you, you, you're you back home. You know, you, you spend so much time at home. The NBA is totally different. Like, you're gone sometimes. You won't see your your own bed for about two weeks. And that's a big big change, a big adjustment for a guy like, you know, that's young coming into the league. You know, you're not used to that. It's definitely a lifestyle change. Yeah. To me,
2: it was just, like, it was that, but at the same time, it was just being able to wake up and not know what city you're in. Like, there was a few times I just had, like, no idea what time zone I was in. And no no idea which city you're in. Waking up in Dallas thinking that you're in Chicago, and, you know, it's just funny how, like, how much more you travel. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure.
1: Definitely makes sense. Yeah. Should we talk about a song that came out your rookie <sighs> season? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It, so, <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all some background about this song. So, All right. He, he's a hater, so he wish he had his own song. <laughs> I he think, think he got his own I do, song. I do, I that's, do. That's not just that's song. my song, bro. You don't know Lil Wayne. I know Wayne. I'm, don't make me call Wayne. All right, bro. Go ahead. Anyway, so the song really like started, like, I came up with the idea because um Jason Tatum had his own song in high school. And I was like, you know, I can't leave high school without my own song. like that's what stamps it. Like all oh, this McDonald's on that, that's cool, but I need my own song. So actually, initially I was, I'm somewhat cool with uh, A Boogie, you know, A Boogie. Yeah, yeah. And I told him, I was like, he'll oh, just put my name in a verse, but you know, he's, you know, he's, he, he's more of a hybrid of a rapper slash singer. So, you know, it didn't really, it didn't really make sense. So one of my boys, he, um, he used to play basketball, um, but he started modeling and then he started getting into rap. And uh, once I saw that he was getting into rap, I started listening to his music and I was like, "Yo, like I'm gonna put my name in a verse or whatever. Let's see how this goes. And he was like, right. so like three, four days later, he sent me back an audio file and it was titled Mo Bomb," And I'm like, I just needed a You verse. talking about Sheck West. Yeah. 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 Oh, OK, I was just like, all I needed was a verse. This dude just put my name on the title. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to listen to it. And at first, nobody liked the song, like nobody at all. Still don't. That's cool. It's platinum. <laughs> But that's cool. <laughs> um, nobody liked the song, man. except for me. I was blasting in the weight room whenever I was in my room, just chilling. And then I guess when I got to college, it started like having a little bit of buzz. Throughout college, I had a little bit of buzz. But the summer where um, I got drafted, that's when it kind of just took off. And then it is what it is today.
0: Let me ask you, so you were a, a great player at Texas. Mm-hmm. But like you said, that song came out right before the draft. Mm-hmm. How did that change? Things for you, like, as far as, as social, socially. Right. Yeah. So,
2: uh, social media-wise, I think a lot of the exposure I was getting social media-wise was from just being, like, one of the, like, draft picks, the top draft picks. Um, you know, they're posting you all the time there. You're doing a thing in Chicago. You're doing this and that. So, I think it came from that. But at the same time, like, the song just, like, you know, people, like, it was 13-year-old, you know, dudes from Wisconsin, you know, who liked the song. It was just like, all right, this song is named behind the person, let me find out about this person and see who he is. And you know, I'm a pretty active dude on social media. I like to joke around, comment on things every now and then. So I think people just started gravitating towards
0: that. And we're we, we at where we're now because of it.
1: Why don't you like the song, DJ?
0: I like it. It's just It's just, it gets played too much, I think. I and mean, that's any yeah, song. That's yeah, any yeah, song. Yeah. Like I think yeah. any song. If you play a song over But Go
1: DJ by Lil Wayne doesn't get that's a, played.
0: That's a classic though. That's that's a classic <laughs> song. Yeah, my song. Mobama is not
2: classic. And your kids gonna be listening to it. No, they not, it. I won't like I won't allow years. it. I won't allow it. Right. But the thing but, is, like he said he don't like it, but I seen him like on a layup line, he blew.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was last season. And then as <laughs> soon as <laughs> he walked by me, he turn it off. That was last season. But <laughs> this nah, season if it's
1: played he's right. like, nah.
0: No, I can't hear it again. It nah, but, nah, but it, it went platinum, you said?
2: I, it, did, it did numbers, it did something mm. crazy, and you know? I was just like, I'm really happy for, for, for my guy. Mm, that's a good story.
1: Were yeah. you expecting it to be as big as it
2: got? Not at all, to be honest. Um, Yeah, I, no, there's no way I was expecting it to be this big. Um, I don't know what happened, but something happened, and the next thing you know, it was just being played everywhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. It really is <laughs> <was> played
1: everywhere. <laughs> it really is played everywhere like i feel like any city i go to i hear it at least yeah, somewhere sure.
0: yeah if you go out you'll hear it probably once twice. Sure. Yeah, so yeah and, and that's another thing he probably can't even go to the clubs sneak into the clubs before he was I 21 cause, sneak in. well before he was legal <laughs> because they probably would play that song as soon as he walked in so literally literally so
1: at texas they did or even at
2: texas no they didn't play that much while i was at texas but when i came back after i got drafted it was just like yo this is like a whole thing like i came into the football arena and they started playing, and everybody just started going crazy. And I'm like, all right, see <laughs> cool. <laughs> I was like, cool.
1: I did want to ask you, it's funny that you brought it up. The song by Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. when that first song, when that song first came out, did you like love it? Cause you're like, hey, it's my yeah, name. I did.
0: I thought it was about me.
2: <laughs> oh, now, so you for, don't know Lil Wayne?
0: I do No, no. I do know Wayne. I know Wayne. I know McMahon. I know, McMahon. I know all those guys. We're from New Orleans. We're all from New Orleans. <laughs> but I knew the song wasn't about me. It was about, you know, it was t- really talking about Manny Fresh, the DJ. So, yeah. but I told everybody it was my song. So that's- I, I actually got a question. I got a I kind of ran with that one.
2: What was, what was, you left New Orleans at the age of what, 13? No, what? I was like 16. 16? 16, oh, I 17. Yeah, so I, I, was, I, I, was was I was a junior in high school. So what was the difference culturally between New
0: Orleans? And Houston. Oh, it was a big difference. Uh, you know, I mean New Orleans is like it's mm-hmm. like a bowl, it's real small. Mm-hmm. You could get everywhere in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then Houston is so spread out, it takes you forty five minutes to an hour to get everywhere. <laughs> so that was one thing. Then in New Orleans I went to I don't know if a lot of people notice, I went to all boys' school. And then when I went to Houston, I went to a co-ed school. What was the name of the school in New Orleans? New Orleans was Brother Martin. It was real strict. We had to wear uniforms, name tags, shave, all that. Houston, it was just like, wild, wild west. (laughs) You do what you want. So it was like a culture shock for me when I went to Houston. Um, But I I got used to it eventually, and I think it helped me get ready for when I left to go to college. You Mm -hmm. know, just leaving home for the first time and... uh, it was a good experience. Who had the better basketball team between the two high schools? Brother Mom, we we um, uh uh-huh. we went to state my freshman year, yeah. we lost, Damn. and then we won my sophomore year, my junior year, and Damn. we was gonna win my senior year, but that's Damn. when Katrina hit. Damn, Katrina hit my senior year. Damn. Moved to Houston. So what
1: yeah. was that like to be part of that?
0: Of the of the winning and brother No. Martin, of Katrina
1: of Katrina. I
0: mean, it was it was crazy. I mean, um, you gotta think about. It. I was I was in high school. Hmm. I had you know. Friends, family, you know, I had my daily routine, my life in New Orleans, and then it just got just pretty much switched up. I had to move to Houston, away from family, friends, start at a new school. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just tough. We lost everything in the the storm. We didn't take anything with us when we left to evacuate. We thought it was going to be just a regular rainy day, and it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Wow. Was you
2: the man as soon as you got to your school in Houston?
0: I was because only because I was ranked when I when I went to the school in Houston. Mm. I was the number two point guard in the country behind mm. Todd Lawson. Mm. So when I went there, they were going crazy, like you know, because that's when uh social media was wasn't even. I don't even think Instagram was.
2: not
0: nah, nah, I don't even think MySpace was up, but. Um, that's when like all the websites was like Bob Gibbons, all the the uh, recruit website, yeah. yeah. So I was like on there, top two, top five in the country. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they went crazy when I went. That's tough.
2: Did you I- meet your wife in Houston or New Orleans? Orleans? New Orleans, oh,
0: New Orleans right. yeah. We've been together since eighth grade. Hey. Yeah, yeah. That's Eight, so adorable. Eighth, eighth grade year in uh in New Orleans. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Yeah, I get tired of people. Yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it's crazy. It's a crazy story. Every time I tell people, you know, when we met, how long we've been together, they go, they like, wow. Yeah. But that's another thing. Like he said, what's the culture like? That's the culture in New Orleans. Uh, like my parents been together fifty years. My grandparents forty years. Wow. Uh, her parents fifty forty years. Like it's crazy.
1: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So did she go to Texas? Mm-mm. Also, she
0: um, went to Clark in Atlanta. Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Clark
1: Atlanta. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say how did you make the long distance?
0: It was tough. That was part. another adjustment I had to make. Um, you know, uh she went her family went to Dallas, I went to Houston. And then mm-hmm. and then I went off to UT and she went to Clark. So it was just, you know, had to deal with it long term, long uh, you know, long distance relationship. and you know, FaceTime too. A lot, they Back didn't the I don't think they had they didn't <laughs> have yeah. FaceTime yeah. then, bro. Yeah. So, the 70s. <laughs> 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 so, we made it work. You know, so
1: One thing you had mentioned, and I really would be interested to hear your take on this, is you mentioned when you were in high school, there wasn't Instagram, Mm. anything that nature. How have you seen social media change?
0: It's crazy. Um, being in
1: the NBA, because when you first came in in 2008, Instagram wasn't around. That yeah. didn't come in until, like, 2012, yeah. I
0: think. I just think it's just opening so many doors and giving guys opportunities. Like like I said, like with Mo, you know, Mo has a large following. So, so, so. <laughs> yeah, he, you know, he has a lot of doors open, you know, as far as, like, uh, different branding and different <laughs> opportunities. <laughs> he can get so many opportunities just off his social media, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like that for us coming into the league and uh, – you know i'm not going to say it's easier for them now but you know it's it's just a better way and i mean yeah, i'm older yeah. i'm older now but i learn all my news and stuff from social media like anything that's going on in the world i just go on instagram mm-hmm.
1: so yeah instagram or twitter
0: yeah.
1: all right so we were talking about music mm-hmm. which leads to our next question staying in the music if someone was going to soundtrack, was going to do a soundtrack of your life who mm-hmm. would you have on the album you have to take uh, out your obvious answer of a song. that's nah, the I, wouldn't, name after. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't
2: even go there. I wouldn't <laughs> even go there. Um, it'd definitely be a New York rapper. Um, I'm thinking somebody like, like old school though, 'cause that's like, you know, well, not old school. Kind of like middle, I guess. I don't know. But I'm thinking like somebody like Cameron or like Jim Jones, just 'cause they like been around like the neighborhood, so they know like the daily life and just like what goes down.
0: Their own. He he gonna take my way. Yeah. I'm going Lil Wayne. I got to I got to. I love it. He's the GOAT. Got to. I don't know. Lil he's the GOAT. Wayne, go, nah. I don't know. He's good. but He's no he the GOAT, man. Jay-Z? Jay-Z, the GOAT. Lil Wayne, you got to, you know. So it was, it was a stretch goats. where Lil Wayne was just everything. And then what happened? I mean, everybody goes through those phases, you know. Jay-Z ain't? He, he He's doing other things. He's a businessman now, so. Yeah. You know. He's yeah. also married to Beyonce. That's true. That <laughs> yeah. is very true. Yeah. So. That is very true.
1: I wonder what the power struggle is in that relationship. no power (laughs) struggle. You just just let it be.
2: (laughs) Just let
0: it be. Happy wife, happy life. You would know. I know. Happy wife, happy life. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure.
1: Do you give any of these guys, even though you've been Mm -hmm. with your girl since you're what, 13, Mm -hmm. 14, 14. do you give any of these guys advice coming in the league? He
0: thinks he knows everything. (laughs) You don't know nothing. So, you know, we're in the locker room. I just think that's a time for me to, you know, use my experience to share (laughs) my knowledge with these guys. Some of them listen, some of them don't, um, you know, and I just try to help them. You know, you know, when I came in the league, we had the older guys. that's one thing they did. They always try to help us younger guys. It wasn't a competition. Um, you know, they try to, you know, bring us along, show us the right way and what to do, what not to do. And, you know, I try to do it with them. I try to, I try to do it in a joking way sometimes. And, uh, you know, just have a good relationship with my teammates. You know, I, I think they all respect me and, uh, you know, just share my experiences with them. Like I said, it goes in one ear out the other sometimes with certain guys. Not me. I listen. I listen a lot. Okay. <laughs> but, Damn. you know, I just try to share my knowledge and, uh, you know, just help them out.
1: What's the best advice CJ has given you? Oh, man. We're testing to see if you've been listening now.
0: <laughs> um, Honestly,
2: it's not even what he says. It's just what he does. like DJ. I, I got you. I got you. DJ, DJ is real good at just about routine. Um, This dude is serious about his treatment. He's serious about taking care of his body, and that's why he's been able to play, you know, 17 seasons. I'm like, I'm like sorry. No, that's why he's able to have that longevity in the league and, you know, just – me being a seven foot guy, I need to emulate as much things as possible from what he does, and it's not only you know what he does when we do to get to the Amway, but in his daily life, like what he's eating and how much dude is always carrying around a jug of water, and it's always everything he does is is, is purposeful.
0: I remember the first first thing I told Mo when I first, well, I text we text after he got drafted and stuff, but when I first seen him in person in the locker room, the first thing I told him I was like, Hey, Rook, make sure you make sure you always the first one in and the last one out. You know, and that and you know, that's just something that I learned and uh and I still do that to this day. I'm probably the first one here and the last one out every day. So yeah. um, you know, it just goes a long way. It's something that I learned. It's definitely why I'm still in the league now. And uh, you know, I hope to see these guys. I always tell them, you know, I'm gonna be done in a few years, you know, I'm I'm gonna need tickets, so <laughs> Who don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Who does? <laughs> oh
2: man. No, I got you, don't worry, I got you. Nah, it's yeah. all good, man.
1: Is that, did anyone give you that piece of advice be the first one in, last one out, or is that just something you?
0: Yeah, I mean, learned? just like I said, I named a bunch of guys who played a lot of, a lot of years in this league, and they always told me that. And, and and I go back to Larry Brown, you know, even though he was hard on me, um, I remember one time I, I was uh, summer league, right after I got drafted, um, the bus time was like uh, four o'clock for the game. And um, I got down there at like 3.55, and he was like, son, if, if you don't beat me on this bus, then you're late, you know, and just little things like that, just over the years, you know, and I just always took that in consideration and I just always try to beat guys to the gym and be the last out, you know, that's just just something I always keep in my head.
1: Awesome. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Well, how would you rate Mo on his podcast as a guest or his, a guest oh, on the podcast. He's been
0: great. You know, he's he's a natural, like I said, Mo uh appreciate he so has charismatic. a great great personality. Appreciate yeah, it, man. great, appreciate great you. young kid. He he works hard every day, and uh, you know, I really appreciate him because we just had a good practice, having some good days of practice, and I know he's tired, and you know, I appreciate him coming.
1: Well, we appreciate you, Mo. Yeah,
0: we're gonna work out the payment stuff. Hey, you heard I what mean. I let you have it easy for your rookie year, so that's <laughs> Yo, <you. laughs> I'm gonna head out. no thanks for having me man I really
2: appreciate it I really appreciate it yes sir appreciate it Yeah (laughs) you